Good morning, and welcome to HR Tech Weekly with Stacey Harris and John Sumter. This is our 158th show. Stacey, how are you? Good morning. Wow, 158. That number just keeps going up, which is a good thing, I guess. So how are you doing? Well, it would be really wild if it started going wild if that number started going down, yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's probably true. That's probably true, but it means it hasn't stopped. We could probably make an entire television series out of that. Oh, that'd be good. It'd be like the backwards series of Seinfeld. That was I'll never forget that was one of the, the most unique um, uh, episodes I had ever watched. And my, uh, my uh, journalism and video production teacher at the time actually showed it in class because she thought it was so unique. So, yes, it would be a very interesting show probably. Yeah, yeah. So you were starting to say, oh, right, I'm in, I'm in Salt Lake City. Deb McGrath, who is the CEO of uh, HR.com and one of the smartest people in the business, um, pulled together this event in Salt Lake City where um, 10 startups brief a group of about um, 20-ish uh, influencers and the influencers are uh, uh, people around the industry, bloggers, and um, there's an analyst or two uh, here, um, uh, people who generally influence opinion, and they're having um, this group critique those um, ten. They're calling them disruptors. It's a, it's a pretty interesting idea. Uh, we'll see how it works out. I'll let you know next week. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I know she's she's attaching that to her leadership summit too, right? There, they had that the day before as well. Was correct? Right, right. It's it's not exactly sure how the pieces go together, but the first day is a bunch of inspirational talks by people who've done inspirational things um as part of as part of their work in leadership training which has a, a kind of a lot of that stuff in the traditional yeah. leadership training i think um and then the second day is this thing yeah interesting um, well it's yeah it's- it's a hot market for for innovation and uh, emerging technology. Um, it was interesting. I was just looking at the numbers. They said the numbers have been down and they're starting to go up for, uh, which I was surprised. But I guess over the last ten years, the overall number of uh, number of entrepreneurs has been has dropped or is not as high as it used to be. I, I have to go back and look at the article. But they're saying this year things are looking up. And I thought, well, that's interesting. It seems like at least from the HR tech business, we've had nothing but lots of new entries to the to the market but maybe that's just because we focus on it so so it'll be good to see some innovation i guess yeah if there's some here it'll be it'll be interesting i'm not as clear that that innovation is what's happening (laughs) i think there's a a big appetite for it um um, but but there's a lot of sameness still yeah yeah well, it's it's not a, not a busy week in the HR tech space. So you know, innovation is definitely you know on everyone's mind. Probably trying to think about what's the next big thing coming. But there has been some interesting news this week, um, sort of along those lines. Workday um, did a huge um, announcement this week about um, doing for Workday Ventures. They're doing a two hundred fifty million dollar fund. Um, and we can talk a little bit about that because you know some of the people that we know in the market are, are being um, 
placed in executive roles with that fund. It sounds like they're going to be doing some interesting work there with the innovation space. Um, we also um, Workday also announced uh, this week that they, at the same time, that they're um, basically creating two new roles, two new co-president roles within the organization. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, at the same time this week, they also announced that they're opening their offices in Thailand. So a busy week for, for Workday. They've, they've been um, little busy bees behind the, behind the um, curtain getting some things done, I think, uh, at the end of last year, at the beginning of this year. Um, we also have yep. updates on some new investments. Uh, Jovio, which I do not know, um, but they were a small organization um, out of San Francisco and Hyderabad that raised $5 million in Series A funding uh, led by Nexus Venture Partners. They are a talent acquisition organization. We'll talk a little bit about what's happening in that space today. And then if we've got time today, there's also some interesting news about Spot. It's another startup organization that is launching sort of out of beta a chatbot to combat workplace harassment. That's a hot topic right now, so um, that should be interesting. And then finally, um, if we've got time, Microsoft is opening Cortana Intelligence Institute to make its AI assistant smarter in the workplace. Particularly, they're focusing on um, what can they change and uh, do within the work environment compared to the home environment. And it seems like Amazon and them are both sort of partnering but also competing because Amazon just announced their uh, a few months ago their business focused Alexa. So um the workplace is becoming the hot new topic for their artificial intelligence as it comes to assistance. So so busy week this week uh, sort of new innovative stuff but but not a lot of big announcements this week um, like we had the previous week. Well so so let's start and talk about Leon Levensoller who's going to be um, running this um, Workday Ventures Fund. Mm -hmm. That's 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 an astonishing thing. Le Leanne is an extraordinary person, um, and and she's got if she, if she wanted to to do it, she's got a lot more room on the top of her career. It'll be really interesting to see where, where she goes and what she does. Yeah, both her and Mark Peak are are being placed as executives with this new fund. Um, and um, so, full disclosure, Leanne and I used to work together at Burson Associates, so I love Leanne. Um, she, she's one of my favorite people to work with. She has an amazing mind to really see where things are, are heading and connecting a lot of the dots. And so um, I'm really pleased to see her, particularly um, with her focus on, I think, the idea that HR technology can really do good in the world and can really change how things um happen and 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 also very aware that you know if it's not done right it can also create a lot of of challenges and be used inappropriately and so i think you know one of the nice things about having people like that <clears throat> in charge of these type of things is that they're looking at the positives but they're also very aware of of what the risks that might be take place when you're coming dealing with artificial intelligence. Um, what I really liked about what they're doing here, and I think we're going to see this in a lot of other um, organizations, is they're really trying to focus, I think, on very specific areas. So um, it's going to um, – basically, um, they're saying that it's going to allow um, Workday – Hold on a moment here. Let me get the right. I want to use get the right terms because there were some very specific things that they're going to be looking at. Um, Two million, and of course, okay, um, that they're going to be looking at artificial intelligence, machine learning, 
blockchain and augmented and virtual reality that can be applied to the enterprise. So those, are, those aren't just in general funds. This is really very specific about the type of organizations that they're going to be looking at investing money and time in. Do you think that, that, that I know you've talked a lot to Workday about their artificial intelligence approach. Focusing on small companies that aren't quite out in the market yet, is that where this genera- next generation of technology is going to come from, John? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's certainly a sustained belief that for, I don't know, since like 1990, so what's that, almost 30 years, that small companies are where innovation happens. And um, I'm not sure that's true this time. In order to do coherent AI, um, you have to be able to have access to a huge amount of data. Um, And um, one of the things that inhibits a lot of startups is they don't have the huge data. And so so there's there's a fashion in Silicon Valley for looking at um, little guys to harvest their innovation. But I think the little guys may have gotten a little too small, and so it's not clear that the innovation is is great when you have this tiny set of enterprises. Maybe they need a connection with the bigger companies to get the data, the information, and so this is sort of necessary almost to some extent, right? Well, well, it's the you know the the cornerstone model that they've been testing out is that they um, they house. You know, they provide they provide sort of incubation services along uh-huh. with whatever the financial agreement is, and um, um, so so people have been dabbling in 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 the um, HR tech company as investor thing for a while now. Um, um, so 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 it's interesting. It is interesting from that perspective. I don't know if this works or not. Workday's Workday's been been buying in the aggregate over the last couple of years. They've been buying interesting things. Yeah. Um, and and their purchasing process is different than a lot of people's purchasing process. They bring the people in. They try to isolate the idea, and then they meld that with the existing platform. Rather that you know, so they they, they generally rewrite it to fit it into Workday, um, um, and and that leads to all sorts of interesting stuff because the teams then sort of uh, disseminate to the insides of Workday, yeah, um, and the, the net. The network day organism gets a boost out of the acquisition. It's it's a really smart acquisition strategy. Yeah, the focus is on talent most of the time. It seems as much as it is on any of the product or definitely the clients. So yeah, it's uh yeah it's, yeah. it's the new acquisition yeah. model, right? Right, and and that's what makes Leanne's appointment to this to this thing so interesting because her her expertise is talent strategy. That's her, that's her core expertise, and and uh, to see a leader of a meaningful start at a fund be somebody from our discipline that's that's um, that's pretty interesting. I don't I don't recall that ever happening before. 
Not not in that way, yeah. I mean, we've definitely seen people sort of move into seed funding organizations like Golden Seed and stuff from our industry, but but not headed up in this fashion with, with um, the kind of um, opportunities this will bring. I, you know, it's interesting, I think, that, you know, she'll also continue to hold her position as head of Workday strategy, corporate strategy. And I think that's, in, you know, entails exactly sort of how connected they want these entities to be. They're, they're really looking at this being, you know, an opportunity to um, tie together the innovation in some level. I mean, they, they also note here that um, they're going to expect that they'll, um, these organizations will have access to Workday product executives and leadership, connections to Workday customers, and hands-on engagement at the technology level across the Workday data scientists and architects and engineers. So this is this is pretty integrated. This is more than just I'm giving you funding, right, and a, and a space to start out of, right? Yeah, it's almost like like her part of the venture is a direct report into her current job, so that she's got yeah. a, um, a a sort of a commercial apparatus for understanding yeah. the marketplace for innovation. Well, and on the other side of it, they're they're also expanding the leadership uh, at the executive level at Workday. So they have appointed two new co-presidents. Now, um, this is um, they're going to appoint Phil Wilmington uh, as vice chairman and Mark Mark Peak as managing director and co-head of Workday Ventures. Right? Um, hold on a moment. Did I read that right? No. Uh, oh, those are the other two appointments they're making. My apologies. They're promoting Robin Cisco and Chano Fernandez to co-presidents. That's who they're promoting. Uh, my apologies. The writing was a little bit uh, small on the screen. But it's interesting. They're doing a lot of promotions, a lot of changes, particularly this co-president model. You said you've seen this before, John. Do you do you think that this is this is a good move? Is this just basically giving new new breadth and depth to their leadership here and, and expanding operations uh, capabilities? You, you know, this this business of having multiple people sharing a role in an executive office is it, it's it's an interesting thing. I, I believe Oracle does it to make those two people compete with each other. Um, I, I, it's less clear to me what's going on here at Workday, um, um, but but you know, you know it's it's got to be. Retirement has got to be broadly on the minds of the most senior people at the company. Yeah. Um, they've done this. The project is done. It's mature. It's time to turn it over and move on. I, I imagine that's the the most senior executive's view of this thing at this point. I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to what see. What do you think? No, I think I think it's a good move for Workday. I, th I think you know not only do they need to expand, needed to expand the leadership a little bit to sort of give new voices. You know, one of the things that that we're always very aware of as analysts is is when we get a chance to go to some of these events and we get to hear the various people within the organization speak and sort of expand on what's happening in the organization. Sometimes you'll notice very clearly that there is a single voice, a single you know person who is driving everything you know even though they might have other people speak you know that person 
you know, the, whether it's the CEO, the president, the operations person, they're always sort of up and talking. They're the one who's sort of mid-center. Um, Workday's always been, I think, done a really nice job of having other voices, knowing that it's a team that they've built there, right, on many uh, levels. And so I think this is just expanding on that idea that they're creating a team model. But um, but it'll be interesting because I think um, they're the people that they're they're um, pulling forward and giving new roles to are a lot of well-known people in the market. So. Yeah, you know what? It's it's fascinating to watch that company evolve. It's really fascinating to watch that company evolve. So, tell, so what about Jovio? So Jovio, I don't know Jovio very well, but I thought it was interesting that um, we we are continuing to see investment in the talent acquisition space. So this is a a job, an organization that does job advertising technology. Um, they've recently raised five million in Series A funding uh, by Nexus Venture Partners. Um, the focus on that is to expand its partnership and scale its AI and deep learning layer. Everything's always about money to do AI these days, as we know, but. Um, they they also announced at the same time um, that they are partnering uh, within their organization. Um, they 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 with a job board, a series of job boards. So I thought this was sort of interesting that um, they their specific comment is that their next generation programmatic programmatic recruitment platform and integrated apply click optimization technology. Gotta love the language, right? <laughs> will allow talent management functions at enterprises, RPOs, job boards, and recruitment agencies to radically improve their hiring efficiency. Uh, do we need more technologies doing this? Is this just you know one more group of, of, of organizations sort of adding to the, the very long list of talent acquisition vendors um, jumping on this bandwagon? Do we need another? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a loaded question? The I should that, have asked. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The thing that tickles me about about, about the current uh, um, explosion of companies is that they're all solving yesterday's problems. Yeah. Um, and and so it's it's hard to imagine that recruiting is going to survive in its current form for very long, and what you're not seeing is technology that solves that problem. Yeah. Right. That that for instance, uh, since since everybody knows who everybody is and you can find anybody now, the question about how you do sourcing is is very interesting. And almost everybody in HR, in every dimension of HR, when they look for innovation, they look at marketing. And so there's a ton of people, both in sourcing and out of sourcing who are automating the marketing process, which boils down to programmatic advertising and content marketing. Yeah. Um, and, and they're doing it outside the organization and inside the organization. Right? This is how it, like, communication systems are being made today. Um, this is the essence of performance management today. Um, <laughs> and, and the next layer of stuff, we're going to have a whole lot more data we're going to realize things about the way that people work that that we just didn't know, we couldn't have known because we couldn't measure it. And um, we're going to start having to do additional kinds of research to make the network that is our company um, perform more effectively. And so HR has a chance to be part of the um, make our network perform more effectively group 
or operations will take it. But but that's the real battle that's going on while while people are um, busy helping you move your advertising budget from one place to another. To another, yeah. So well, I, I think you're, you're you know it's it's interesting you know about thinking about the idea of basically really rethinking the idea of 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 the role of recruiting, right? Next generation of recruiting, and you know, at the same time that we're hearing about all these new solutions that are supposed to be the the next or the better or the 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 new approach to job boards, right, or the new approach to to candidate acquisition and marketing, um, you know, we're also hearing about Facebook changing its algorithms to make sure that ads and anything that looks like marketing is going to be reduced compared to content, um, content that your peers and people that you're connected with are placing. So the content generation concept, the idea of authenticity, if you can call it that, um, is a big part of this dialogue. And I, I think you're exactly right that, you know, how people think about looking for jobs you know, in the next 10 or 15 years is going to change dramatically. It's going to be, as I would assume, as, as dramatic a shift as it was when the, when the newspaper stopped being the place to go look for it, right? Yeah, so, so I've poo-pooed the, the gig economy idea for, for a pretty long time. But, but if it is the case that people are moving towards a different kind of relationship with HR, um, then the need for all of HR, including recruiting, is going away. Right. If if it's a kind of a per capita requirement inside of the organization for anybody inside of the organization that gets a W two, um, and it doesn't have anything to do with contracted workers and the way that they're treated and communicated with, well, who needs them? <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, right, and, and 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 they're paid in the neck anyhow, and and so this is this is. This is what's happening to HR out in the world where we're not inventing new work to add on to people's tasks. Um, yeah. <laughs> the technology well, is disrupting HR as we speak, and it's really disrupting recruiting as we speak. And the people who are in the middle of those um, professions simply can't see it. Well, and, you know, I think to add to this conversation is the next topic is the idea of SPOT. So SPOT is a startup organization, uh, Silicon Valley, of course. Um, They're launching a chatbot to combat workplace harassment. So the idea is that this chatbot is um, basically going to allow you to open it up if you have an experience that is – you know, considered harassment one way or another, it will ask you questions based off of um, detailed scientific, um, you know, programming about how you should ask questions without sort of leading or um, uh, gathering details that aren't important. Uh, and, and you'll be able to save your experience, you know, basically capture it in some sort of a journal, save it, it'll certify it, and put it up in the cloud until it is pulled down for um, review. Right now, it's a, a free product. They, they don't have plans to sell it. I think the expectation is that down the road, they will sell this product to HR professionals. But this is what the HR professional's role is sort of supposed to be, isn't it? You know, When there's something that happens that you're uncomfortable with, you should be able to call up HR and have that conversation. They're supposed to track it in their you know, employee relations, employee assistant information. Uh, it, it, you know, does this strike you as, you know, 
just someone trying to solve a human issue with a technology tool here? Or do you think this actually could be one more addition to this bigger conversation we just had? So, so, so there's, there's, there's a bunch of levels to this, right? But my <laughs> first response to this is, is what a cynical thing to do. <laughs> yeah. what a completely cynical thing to do somebody said oh Harvey Weinstein how do we make money on that um, and, and they're not making money they said so <laughs> but yeah well, well, I know but, so, but so, so then this is the second thing right it points out a real weakness in HR you know, yeah. cynicism aside it points out a weakness in HR which is that if something actually bad happens people don't trust HR yeah and, that I think and is the issue. The reason the reason this isn't this stuff hasn't been reported is because nobody trusts HR. Yeah. <laughs> right? Nobody does. HR is HR is a weird institution where you're part of management and the job is to represent management and to be part of the good of the company. But in order to do that job effectively, you have to spend a whole lot of time with employees who tend to think that you're on their side, but you're not. And it becomes obvious over time that you're not. And so so the idea that HR is an autonomous and independent voice with sort of audit capability that would allow you to safely communicate your disruptive information, in current HR environments, you, you simply can't do it. So this this points that out, and 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 that's that's another part of this uh, disruption that's going on. Is groups of employees are trying to figure out how to feel like they have consolidated strength. So it's like it's like the, the a sort of a nascent union movement, I think. Now, now I'm going to push back on you a little bit on this one, John, because I, I think I think you're being a little harsh on HR, <laughs> but I understand what you're well, saying. Of course, and, and, I am. And, of course I am. That's, I I know. Conversation, you know. That's your job, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the thing about what's happening in the market is that you know, for all the Harvey Weinstein's that we hear about, and all the the wins, and and all the all the the people who didn't have someone standing up and saying something. There are a million other situations where we don't have Harvey Weinstein's because someone stepped in and said this isn't appropriate because they became the mirror or the voice or the conscience or whatever you want to call it within an organization is what and was willing to take a stand. And in some cases that works, in some cases that doesn't. And I think there there's an opportunity here to to sort of I think HR oftentimes feels uh, like they don't have enough data, they don't have enough tools, they don't have enough, you know, backing when they are, you know, trying to make a case for someone or something. And so depending on how something like this gets used, it could be very valuable, it could also be very, you know, uh, dangerous. Um, So people have to be very careful about these type of technologies because, you know, the oversight of them, the the use of them is, is important to manage. But it is, I think, it's, it's valuable in the sense that HR um, yes, they have a role, and yes, there's a lot of HR who sort of stands between management and employees and has to walk a very, very fine line because they are working for management and they're also in many cases working for the employees um, with the sense of making sure that what's happening to the employees and the impact of that is has an impact on the bottom line. But um, it's it's I'm not sure this type of technology is the answer, but I think it it is sad that we need it, and that's I think the part that is sort of frustrating that it's that it's not something that HR itself hasn't thought about and put out there in the market, right? 
Yeah, that's that's. I think we might be actually saying something very close to the same thing. There's a um, the feeling that you don't have the power to do something is the fundamental foundation of courage. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, right. You don't need you don't need courage if you have power, um, and when you don't have power, you need courage and um, defending. Uh, playing playing the human relations safety police, I guess, um, is is a place where that, there's a lot of pressure around that, uh, and um, it's very hard to play the human relations safety police when you're part of the problem. Well, it's it's a space that we're going to continue to have a lot of conversations about. This will not be the last one that we have, and more and more technologies yeah. I think are going to be coming out about it. So, and we didn't even get a chance to talk about Microsoft and Cortana planning to open up their AI and basically decide that they are going to fix the workplace for us. So we won't need management or HR if Cortana has its way in Microsoft, right? <laughs> right. We'll talk about that next week, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so so what a great half hour. Thanks. Thanks. So it's it's always a treat to get to do this with you. Thanks and jo- hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to everybody next week and we'll we'll have some new updates. It's always fun to to get a chance to talk about new things and what's going on in the market right now. That's right. And you've been listening to HR Tech Weekly one step closer with Stacy Harris and John Sumter. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Bye-bye now. Thanks, everyone. Bye.